Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. This morning. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated today. Praise God. Hallelujah. I didn't take the time on Thursday, but I did want to say a little something this morning. Amen. I'm thankful for everything God has done for me. Amen. I know Tuesday night we took time, but amen. I didn't want to take too much time. I got a little preacheritis in me sometimes. And amen. But you know, I want to thank God for everything He has done for us over the last year. Amen. <clears throat> year ago this weekend, amen, was, was the weekend that everything started to transpire. Amen. That led to Amen. Everything that happened this year. Praise God. Things begin to blow apart for us. And um, it was a difficult time. But while I have not enjoyed it, I want to thank God publicly today. Amen. For the trials of the last year. Amen. Because I know that without the trials, God isn't going to make me what he wants me to be. Amen. Because of the trials, I've got to see the provision of God. Amen. I've got to see his hand resting on us. Amen. We've got to see different things that we never would have seen, but amen, his hand has always been there. And every time we've needed him, he has been there for us. Amen. Amen. There's talk going on that we've struggled since we left, but I'm thankful today that we have not. Amen. That God has taken care of us every step of the way. And I believe that he is going to continue. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I'm going to thank him for open doors, brother. Amen. I don't know what they're going to be, but I'm thanking God for the right ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that God is taking us somewhere. Amen. I just want to enjoy the ride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what all's gone on in your life this year, but I'm telling you what, we ought to thank him for the trials. We got to thank him for the good times. We got to thank him for the blessings. We got to thank him sometimes for the things that we've lost. But I'll tell you one thing we can't do is we cannot lose our praise. Hallelujah, he's still worthy. Amen, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're fighting, no matter what we're feeling, we can't lose our praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, well, we're gonna try to sing a little song this morning. Amen, this kind of sums up what I'm thinking today. Praise God.
never lost my praise I never lost my hope I never lost my joy I never lost my faith But most of all I never lost my praise I lost possessions that were so dear And I lost some battles by walking in fear But in the midst of my struggle I see the pain One thing never wavered One thing never changed I never lost my hope I never lost my joy I never lost my faith But most of all I never lost my faith I never lost my hope Joy. I never lost my faith, but most of all, I never lost my breath. Oh, I never lost my hope. I never lost my faith, but most of all, I never lost my praise. Can you stand and sing it with us if you know it? Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, you're wonderful, Jesus. You're wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you're wonderful, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Trials can come where we can lose some things in life. Amen. But no trial can take away our praise. No trial should take away our joy. No trial should take away our hope. And no trial should take away our faith. Because God stands with us no matter what we're going through. No matter what the storm looks like. No matter what we might be feeling this morning. I'm telling you, we still have hope. And we still have joy. We still have faith. And I've still got my praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We could be in a time of sorrow and still feel joy. Amen. We could be in a time of heartache but still have our hope in Him and still have faith and believe that God is still moving and God is still working and He's working all things together for my good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen. So we have so much that we could be thankful for today and should be thankful for. Amen. I'm thankful that God still stands with me. Amen. Amen. I preached it the other day about my dad. I'm telling you what, I got a daddy that's bigger than any other daddy in the world. My father may have passed from this life, but I've got a father in heaven. Amen. That takes care of his own. Hallelujah. 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 Well, praise God. If you turn with me in your Bibles this morning, the book of Luke chapter number eight. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Luke in chapter number eight. Amen. Thankful again for the opportunity. Amen. To be standing where I'm standing today. Appreciate it very much. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Very familiar story to a lot of us today. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. Immediately her issue of blood stanched, and Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And the woman, when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. And how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Hallelujah. For a little bit today, I want to talk about touching the hem of the Master's garment. Touching the hem of the Master's garment. Amen. Can you raise your hands? Ask God to have his way in this place. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, you're so good to us, Lord. You're so wonderful. God, we're asking, Lord, that your perfect will would be done in this place today. God, that you would have your way in our midst. God, we need your touch, Jesus. God, I need your touch, your help today, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, take every thought into captivity this morning, God, Lord, that you might have your way today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. And you may be seated this morning. Praise God. We have read here about a lady, a man who had a long standing condition, 12 years, a man living with this condition and living in this condition. And she had tried every type of treatment that the world could offer her. She tried every doctor, every type of experimental treatment of the day. She tried everything that she could afford that she could find. And she finally had spent everything that she had. And the Bible said that she was none better, but actually had gotten worse. Praise God. Amen. Not a very encouraging prognosis. Amen. When you've done everything that you can think of and they cannot help you and your condition is getting worse. And, uh, and I tell you what, there's sometimes in life that we find ourselves in such types of situations where we get ourselves into something and uh, no matter what we try, we cannot dig ourselves out of it. Amen. I've heard people say, and I've had close friends that think that all you've got to do is reach down and grab yourself by the bootstraps and pick yourself up. And, uh, and they think that you can do that every time, but I'm telling you, there's some situations you can try everything you want to uh, and you're not getting yourself out of them. Amen. You can try what your friends suggest. You can try what your enemies suggest, uh, but there's no getting out of it. You know, there's no way out. And that's where this woman found herself. She tried everything. No doubt she had family searching and looking for another physician. And finally, she had no hope because she couldn't afford anything else. Well, praise God. She was in a predicament. She didn't have anything else. But then she heard about Jesus. Hey Amen. I don't know how she heard about him. I wonder sometimes if maybe she hadn't seen some folks that God had touched, that he had healed. And I wonder sometimes if maybe she hadn't witnessed some of his miracles. And there came a day when she said, I have got to go touch him. I've got to go find him. And I've got to touch the hem of his garment. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times that Jesus may have passed through her town and how many times that he may have passed by her. But this day she had made up her mind. She said, I'm not going to stop him. I'm not going to make a big scene about it. I'll just get my way close enough that I can reach out and just touch the hem of his garment. This is a woman that by law was an unclean individual. She had lived 12 years being unclean. Anybody she would touch would become unclean, if I understand the law correctly. This was a woman that was not the upstanding citizen that everyone wanted to be around because she was unclean. Hallelujah. I feel something this morning. I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how long you've been unclean. I'll tell you what, all you got to do is try to work your way in and touch the hem of the master's garments. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. We, we read it when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him. She didn't come where he could see her, but she came up behind him. Maybe she was embarrassed, didn't want to confess her condition, but she carried her condition. She carried her uncleanness and worked her way in the press behind until she could reach out and touch the hem of his garment. For she said, if I may touch, this is in Mark chapter 5, 27 and 28, but verse 28 said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I'll tell you what, it was her determination. Amen. She had her mind made up that if she touched him, then she would be made whole. I'll tell you what, sometimes we come and we get in the presence of God and he's right there and we touch him, but right back behind that, there's doubt that anything's really gonna happen. And we wonder, you know what, I'll touch him, but I'm not sure it's gonna happen. And it doesn't happen. And we walk out disappointed. I'll tell you the key to the whole thing is you say, if I touch him, I shall be whole. I've got my mind made up that if I get to him, if I I reach out and touch him, I shall be whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. She was down to a place where she only had one hope. She only had one hope left, and that was to touch him. There were no alternatives. And I'm going to get carried away again this morning. But I wonder sometimes if we don't have too many alternatives. And that's why we don't see the healings that we should be seeing. And that's why we don't see the miracles that we should be seeing. We have too many alternatives. She didn't have any alternative. It was that or nothing. And her faith was increased. And she said, if I touch him, if I touch him, I shall be whole. Hallelujah, we got to get our mind off the alternatives and say, you know what, I'm tired of everything else. I'm just going to make up my mind that today I'm going to touch him and today I'm going to be made whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I don't know how many people, hey man, she had the touch to get to where she was going, but I think she didn't care. It didn't matter who she had to touch. Didn't matter who she had to push out of the way. Didn't matter if she had to give an elbow here, get down and crawl there. She said, I've got to get to him. And you know what? He wasn't just standing still teaching that day either. Because there was a man by the name of Jairus that had come to him with a daughter that was sick unto death. So he was trying to get to his house to touch her. So he was on a mission. But you know what? She was on a mission too. And she was not going to be denied that day. It was going to be that day. He was there and she wasn't going to waste an opportunity. 
Hallelujah. How many opportunities have we wasted? Amen. When the presence of God comes in, but we don't really give that effort to reach out and touch him and to be made whole. I want to tell you today is not the day to waste that opportunity. But if you've walked in this house with a need, if you've come here with a situation in life where you need God's intervention, it's time to get your mind made up that I'm not leaving till I touch him. I'm not leaving till I get a touch of his garments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hey Amen. I, I tell you what, people that want the Holy Ghost, if you make up your mind you're getting the Holy Ghost, you'll get the Holy Ghost. Hey Amen. But if you've got a half made up mind that if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, great. It ain't going to happen. I've known of folks for years seeking the Holy Ghost. I, I've got a good friend that pastors in the state of Washington. I think he sought the Holy Ghost for around 20 years. Living for God the best visibility without the Holy Ghost. He wasn't saved. He wasn't ready to go. They were in revival one time. And uh, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but it's a good story. Hey Amen. I'm going to try not to be offensive with what he said, but he had told himself... The reason why that he didn't want to get the Holy Ghost and look like a wild Indian while he was doing it. That's his exact terms. So he didn't want to do that. And, uh, and so he didn't get nothing. Because he was trying to dictate in his mind how he was going to get it. And so he went on for years. And they were in a revival. It was during the singing the place blew open. They were shouting. They was running the aisles. They was dancing. They was going. He went up and started praying like he always did. And the, the evangelist came and started praying with him. And he said, he thought, man, he said, I'm going to have to work at this one. And so he leaned over into his ear. And he said, I don't care what you got to do. He said, if you got to sound like a wild Indian, you do what you have to do. And he turned around, walked away to take his jacket off because he said, I knew I was in for some work. When he turned around and came back, the man was speaking in tongues as God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The point of that story is simply this. If you just let go and let God do it the way he wants to do it, we can't dictate how God's going to move in our life. We can't dictate how he's going to touch us. We just got to let loose and get a hold of him and let him have his way. Hallelujah. When I was a child, I wanted to get the Holy Ghost where some guy come over there and laid his hand on my head and I went kicking on the floor. I got the Holy Ghost over in the corner with my female Sunday school teacher and my mama praying for me. I wasn't kicking on the floor. Amen. God just filled me the way he wanted to fill me. And if you've walked in here with a need, quit trying to dictate how God meets that need and just put it in his hands and let him have his way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey Amen. I've heard stories of folks that are praying for financial blessing and a job comes their way and they turn it down because they don't want to go to work. Quit dictating how God blesses you. I don't know why I've gone off here. 
Hallelujah. We got to put it in the hands of God and let God have his way. All this woman did was decide that she was going to touch him. Amen. If she did, she was going to be whole. She didn't try to say how it was going to happen. She just said, I've got to touch him. And then he will make me whole. Amen. The key today is we've got to get in his presence. We've got to touch him. We've got to reach out and grab a hold of him and let him have his way. Hallelujah. Amen. She carried her need to him. She tried to hide it. But you know what? After she felt that virtue flow, she wasn't ashamed of nothing anymore. The Bible said she came and fell at his feet and she told him everything. And he just said, you know what? Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. That woman who for 12 years had lived under that burden went home never to feel it again. She went home in peace. She came in turmoil, no doubt stressed. You try being sick like that without any money for treatment. Stressed, embarrassed. She went home in peace. Hallelujah. I don't know what kind of need you brought here this morning. Maybe it's a healing. Maybe you need salvation. Maybe you're under financial stress. Maybe you need help in your marriage. Maybe you need help with a vehicle or housing. doesn't matter to God. What matters is if we're willing Put our faith in action. Say, God, I'm just going to touch you today. I'm just going to touch you today. You know what I need. Amen. She didn't have to sit there and describe her need to him. He already knew what she needed. She already, already knew the touch that she needed. And he knows what you need. He's just waiting for you to let go and let God have his way. To let go and grab a hold of the hem of his garments. Hallelujah, he's in this place today. There's enough of the Holy Ghost here to meet every need if we're willing to let loose and grab a hold of him. Hallelujah. I've just felt an anticipation today. I've just felt like God wants to do something in this place. But I'm telling you, it's dependent on us whether we're willing to reach out and grab a hold of him. Amen. He's here. He's passing by. But it's going to take some determination on our part to make our way through the press and come up and grab a hold of his garment. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22 says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her, Not a word. 
But God doesn't ever not answer prayer. Well, right then, he didn't answer her a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she crieth after us. You see, when he wouldn't answer her, she said, well, these guys travel with him. I'll go get one of them. And she went to every one of them to a place that they, she was driving them crazy. And he said, send her away. She crieth after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep, the house of Israel. I love this part. Then came she and worshipped him. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Well, I've been praying for a long time and I haven't heard anything yet. Maybe it's time to come and simply worship him. And say, Lord, help me. Amen. I believe that too often our needs build up to a place uh, that we lose our worship uh, and we lose our praise. Uh, but while we sing about it to start with, uh, one thing we cannot do, uh, we can't lose our praise. Oh, you don't understand how long I've carried it. I'll tell you what, you gotta bring it and come worship anyways. You've gotta carry that burden and carry that need and make your way to his feet and worship him, saying, Lord, help me. Oh, Hallelujah, you don't understand how hard that is. Oh, yes, I do. I know just how hard that is. But if you want your need met, you better learn to worship him while you're still carrying the burden. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread to cast it to dogs. Wow. He went from not saying a word to insulting her. He said, it's not meat for me to take the children's bread. He said, I didn't come for you. came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's not right for me to take their bread and cast it to dogs. She did not get offended. She said truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She said, I understand that. I'm not asking you for the whole loaf. I'm just asking you for a crumb that falls from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. This woman had a need. Oh, hallelujah. And she came to where she knew the answer was. And the first time she besought him, he didn't even answer her. Wouldn't pay her any mind. And so she went to his disciples.
And they drove, she drove them nuts. They finally came and begged Jesus to send her away. Then she came and worshipped him. Even then, he said, no. He said, I can't give my children's bread to dogs. She said, I don't want the loaf. Just give me a crumb. I just need something small. Something little insignificant. I'm not asking for anything great. I, I just have this need. My daughter needs a touch. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to see my daughter made whole. Oh, help me, Jesus. She said, I'm content to just have a crumb. Content for that little touch. Not asking for a big thing. And he said, wow. Great is your faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. Elder, I wonder how many times Jesus says that to us. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. But because we don't have the great faith, we walk away without the need met. But this woman believed. She knew that he could meet her need. <clears throat> and she went home with her need met. The thing we got to understand this morning is we can't give up on God. You say, well, the answer hasn't come as quickly as I wanted it. Well, let's read 2 Peter 3 and 8. It says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. His time is not our time. He doesn't think in, the, in time like we think. Verse 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But as long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This, of course, speaking of the promises of God. Amen. It's a return and, and many other things. He said that just because it's delayed doesn't mean he hasn't met what he said was going to happen. Okay, because he doesn't think in terms like we think. Our lives are so short in the scope of eternity. And a God that has always been and always will be, our few years of life, it's just not much time to him. And we get so worked up sometimes because we brought our need to him, but he didn't answer immediately. We didn't get that answer we wanted right now and we get mad and upset and we think that God isn't hearing us. Hey, he don't think in time like we do. We can't give up the first time. We don't get our answer met. We got to keep going back and grabbing a hold of the hem of his garments. Let me tell you something. The reason this woman went back with her daughter made whole is because she didn't quit coming and she didn't give up the first time. She didn't get an answer. 
How many times did Cornelius pray talking to God? They built up a memorial in heaven before his answer finally came. Let me tell you something, don't give up. If you brought it to him many times, keep bringing it. Keep coming in his presence. Keep grabbing a hold of the hem of his garment. Keep touching him. Hallelujah. One thing that my family can attest to, amen, and affirm, is that I am not endowed with a great amount of patience. Amen. I, I get a little impatient every once in a while. I don't like waiting. Drives me crazy. Amen. Once in a while, I got to go crack the whip, speed some things up. Amen. But you know what? I can't get impatient with God. And I can't do, I'll tell you what, the Word of God is so amazing to me. Because, you know, we could find so many examples in Scripture of how to do things, we can find a lot of how not to do them. And getting impatient with God is what has caused 2,000 years or 4,000 years of turmoil. When Abraham said, you know what, God, I'm tired of waiting on you. I know how to have a child. And he took his wife's maidservant and had a boy named Ishmael. Who was the father of many nations. The Arab nations, as a matter of fact. The thousands of years enemy of God's people. Because of a man that grew impatient with God. And said, I'll just do it my way. God, you need my help right here. You've given me a promise. I'll see to it. In fact, he even said, God, I wish you would see Ishmael. And my interpretation was, he said, yeah, Ishmael wasn't my idea. Mine's name is Isaac. And in him is where my people are coming from. And when Isaac came along, it wasn't very long before there was turmoil and conflict. Because of a man that got impatient with God. Hallelujah. I tell you what, Abraham, who knows how much nicer the world would be if Abraham had just waited on God instead of trying to force the issue. Hallelujah. We can't get impatient. We just got to keep bringing our petition before him, laying our petition before him. Worshiping him, still carrying that burden. Worshiping him, even though we haven't had our answer met yet. We still know that someday he's bringing our answer. Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Amen. You may have been fighting something for a long time, but I'm telling you, you won't stay in that battle forever. You may have struggled with something for a long time, but you're not going to stay there forever if you'll keep pressing in and pushing into his presence and touching him. Someday that trial will be over. Someday the sun will rise again. Someday that night of affliction will be done. But you can't quit on him. He is not slack concerning his promise. That word slack means slow or tardy. Just because we think it's taken a while. Let me tell you, some of the promises are going to happen right in God's time. I'll tell you what, there's some promises that I feel that God has given to me. There's been some prophecies spoken in my life, and I have lived a long time without seeing it. But I'm telling you right now, I have not given up. If God said it, it's going to happen. I can't quit on him. I can't get impatient and try to force my way. But I've got to yield myself and touch him and let him have his way. Hallelujah, don't try to force that promise into being. But let God have his way. Yield yourself to him and let him have his way. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Genesaret. When the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about. Well, really, few men heard that Jesus was coming by. So they sent out word into all that country. Well... Do we think that Jesus comes by when we're in this place? Maybe we need to get the word out. They sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. And besought him. That they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Perfectly whole. You see, all we have to do is bring those problems into his presence and touch him. And if we'll touch him, we'll be made perfectly whole. I don't believe that Jesus has changed one bit since Matthew chapter 14. 
He's still the healer. He's still the restorer. He's still our salvation. Hallelujah. He's our provider. All we have to do is touch him. <clears throat> Story I read one time. Amen. It's a, no doubt fiction. But this dog fell into an old farmer's well. It was an old dog that meant a lot to him. They had been through, through a lot together. And he hated to hear that whining and yipping. His dog was stuck in an impossible situation. He could not get him out. <clears throat> and so the old farmer, being practical, said, Well, that old well is not even used anymore. It's dried up well. He said, Just to put that old dog out of his misery, he said, I'll just bury him in that well. And he began to throw dirt down in the well. When that dirt and rocks began to hit that dog, he started screaming and yipping, scared to death, and shaking. And he realized that if he shook, the dirt all fell off. So as he threw in that dirt, dog would just shake it off. And as he filled that well in, that dog just kept rising and rising. Till finally, at one point, that dog finally battered, exhausted, stepped over the edge of the well. And there he was. And this morning you may feel like you're the one stuck in the well. And life is throwing dirt on you and rocks just trying to bury you and leave you for dead. But I want to tell you in this place this morning it's time to shake it off. And let that adversity rise you up out of that place where you're at. and Reach out and touch him. You see, we can let the trials of life bury us if we want. We can let the heartache and the hurts of life bury us. Till we're locked up in a room somewhere. And all we can dwell on is everything bad that has happened in life. How we've been carrying our hurt and carrying our burden and we can't find any relief. Or we can shake it off. And step up on that. And use those as a stepping stool to a higher place in God. Hallelujah. I've been through a few trials over the last few months. Had many, many people calling me. Which I'm so thankful for. One of the overwhelming things that I was told is don't let this make you bitter. Let it make you better. Use this as something that you can rise up and let God just make you what he wants you to be. Don't let this be your final chapter. But let this chapter close and step into a new one knowing that God is taking you somewhere. And don't let this chapter of your life that you think is filled with such adversity and heartache and pain hurts. Disappointment. Discouragement. Confusion. Doubt. Don't let that be your final chapter. But somehow in this place this morning can we use that to rise up and touch the hymn of his garment.
could stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. Maybe just to myself.